Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Melinda. Thank you for joining me for this episode where I wanted to talk about when does a hurt go away? A common question I get is, well, first off, Melinda, you're smiling all the time. It doesn't look like you went through anything, you know, childhood or later in life. You, you know how you don't look like it. You don't look like you went through any trauma or anything or even chronic illness. You don't look like that. And I know people handle trauma. They handle their healing journey differently. And there are stages, like the stages of grief when you lose somebody. And it's very similar when you are going through a lot of these emotional traumas, whether it is um, surviving and going through the motions of a, a chronic illness or going through an accident, car accident, a loss from a job, a loss of a person again. There are stages when you go through your your healing journey. Let's just say that. So we have, I think there's like seven stages of grief. I don't know exactly all of them off the top of my head. But there's a stage that you're going to go through. You might start out when you're leaving your abuser. You might start off with being fearful. Uh, you might be in looking over your shoulder all the time. You might be, uh, when the phone rings, Maybe you jump when you see a certain person that looks very similar to your abuser. You might feel a, a big knot at the pit of your stomach, or when you see a vehicle that looks like your abuser's, you might get a little on the jumpy side. Things like that. So, you might experience that leaving. You could feel a lot of anger anger for what this person put you through, anger for you might feel that you lost so many months, days, months, years because you were with this person and you know you didn't get to live the life that you really wanted to uh, they could have stopped you from going back to school they could have stopped you from taking a job that you really wanted in a career that you would have loved to have had they might have stopped you from from going further in your career or they might have stopped you from maybe having children this list can go on and on owning your own car owning your own home that could really make you angry so you might have that that stage where you're feeling that. And then there's also the stage where you feel that grief of losing that relationship of what could have been. Maybe if you tried harder and you'll, you'll maybe yourself like what if and maybe yourself all the time. What if or maybe if I try harder, maybe if I would have done this or maybe if we got counseling together, maybe or what if we tried this? What if this person was on medication? What if, you know, we had uh, more money and so on. So you'll go through that as well. And there's more. So what do what happens when you leave you'll have these stages and your healing journey is going to look different than it does for mine so when you see that person on that message board in that that facebook group or so on and or, you know or at the shelter you may like man she looks like she's got it going together she's got a job and again this could be guys too listening to this men as well that person who really has it together they don't seem to be phased by whatever they're going through in court or maybe their court 
was easy. Maybe they went through a divorce with their abuser, or maybe they went through a period of time where they cut off connection with whoever that toxic person is in their life. And it seems like they're smooth sailing. Well, I guarantee you there's probably not smooth sailing. It looks really like the grass is greener on the other side. That person's got it together. But more than likely, they are still struggling with some sort of other issue. And for me, that was like I put on this brave front, but in the background, I was crying a lot. I was um, eating, not eating. I was feeling like my world was crumbling around me, really and truly. I was also having to learn how to ditch a lot of the toxic behaviors, attitudes that I had formed over the 20 plus years that I was with my abuser. And, uh, you know, also with my stepdad growing up as a child of abuse. So I had to get rid of some of those misconceptions I had, uh, you know, kind of shedding my skin, if you want to call it like that, like a snake, all of those bad behaviors, all of that past and uh, lighting a fire under those and just getting rid of those, starting all over again, learning how to, what makes Melinda tick? Who is Melinda? What can I do to ditch the sadness, ditch this grief? What can I do? And it took a lot of time. It might look like if you're following my journey from the beginning, it may look like like I had it all together. I didn't. I fumbled through a lot of this. There's there's no there's books out there, but there's really no one book that can tell you this is what's going to happen. It's going to be different for everybody. It's going to look different for everybody. I dealt with DCS or CPS, whatever you want to call it, in my in my uh, during my separation and divorce. I also was on food stamps and I still am. Okay, we're not making a lot. So we still are on um, aid. We are still on that Medicaid. We are still struggling as well. And I think back to that, a lot of the, there was some pride of why I stayed. One, I didn't want, I was ashamed. But two, there was some pride. Well, I don't want to be on food stamps. I don't want to be getting aid from, from the estate and so on. I didn't want to live like that. But you know what? I'm happier now than I ever did, than I ever was, I should say. My debt, I have a student loan. It's like 15 grand or 14 grand. Um, I have that. That's it. I own my own home. I own my own cars. No, nothing's pretty. <laughs> but, you know, I buy a lot of stuff secondhand, thrift stores and so on. I'm pointing to my clothes like you can see me. But I'm happy. I'm the happiest I ever been. I had someone come to the house, and I've mentioned this before, and she kind of looked around. She's like, oh, well, you know, you guys kind of live like this. And, you know, well, I'm used to this. And that's fine. That's fine for her. For me, I don't have that credit card debt. I don't have to worry about, you know, struggling over flipping this card to that card. I don't have to worry about that. And I'm happy with how I live, okay? It's a little dusty. There are little dog hairballs that are around, but I'm happy. This makes me happy. I've never, I've, in, I'm trying to think of the words that I want to say. I'm, I'm happy, really. And I'm so glad that I finally ditched what I did, those mindsets, just to stay. You know, because he, we made money, but we were always in the hole. We filed bankruptcy twice. Uh, we lost our house in a foreclosure at the end because he refused to pay 
and the house he didn't want me to get. He didn't want to sell it, so I would get, air quotes, half the house. So my healing journey was like a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of fumbling, a lot of trying to figure out, again, who I was. Who was Melinda? Who was Melinda without abuse? Who am I besides being that mom? And I just found a found a um, a friend of mine actually did a what do you want to call it not a practice I'm sorry I'm losing my words it's a lime moment an activity where you decide who you are and who are you and I think I mentioned this in a few podcasts prior to this one who are you without abuse who are you what does your look life look like without that toxic person in your life what does it look like for you? You can dream right now. We can do a vision board if you want to. That's fine. Um, and I might do that again in a podcast form as well. But who are you? What What are your dreams? What are your goals? What does your circle look like? What are your favorite activities and hobbies to do? And you know what? I got to be honest with you. At least out of, okay, let's start with 100% of people I talk to. At least 60 to 70% say they don't have any hobbies. And that's really sad when you think about it. Well, I've always wanted to be a mom or I've always wanted to be a dad. Come on, there's something else you've always wanted to do. There's got to be something that you like to do, whether it's painting, gardening, uh, uh, sticker collecting. Maybe you like uh, sampling wines or different um, beverages. Maybe you like bar hopping. I don't know. Maybe tattoos are your thing. Whatever that is for you, you like something. You like chocolate milk. Find something that you like. What is it for you? And really get it down on paper. Start a list. What is it that you like to do? Who are you? I know I'm creative. I am also, believe it or not, I'm an ambivert. Ambivert, I think that's the right word. I am a very private, believe it or not. I know I share a lot on here, but I'm very private. And once I left my ex, I wanted to explore the whole world. And I still get those bursts where I really would love to travel. Um, but I'm really very private. I like being home. I really do. I really like being home. I did travel with Mr. Awesome. He worked for FEMA for a while. And I got to travel and visit him in Ohio. We went uh, downstate in Illinois. I also went down in Indiana. So I got to visit him. And I was I in Michigan? Well, I got to visit the Gypsy Soul Retreats and present their vision boards um, in Michigan. So I've been around a little bit here and there. I got to get out. Um, I do still have a bug to go across the, the state to go to women's shelters and share my story. But the point is, what I'm trying to make is trying to figure out who you are. What does your life, what do you want your life to look like without that toxic person? or in that dead-end job, whatever you're in right now, whatever situation you might be in. Uh, what can you see yourself maybe without your health issues? Maybe you need to get to the doctor. I'm one that put off going to the gynecologist for about 10 years, 9 years, because I was scared. The last pap I had, they did find some cells that were questionable. So I was worried. I know, really stupid. I, know, I was really dumb. But when I finally went back, the my gynecologist was like I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, they told me I had HPV, and um, when I told my gynecologist, she's like, "You don't have HPV," and she ran the test several times. She's like, "No, you're fine." So I don't know what that glitch was that scared me from going forward. I know it wasn't very smart of me. So I'm gonna encourage you. Please get your go to your gynecologist. 
yearly or at least every few years and get checked out there. I'm off my, my pedestal, my soapbox. So that grief, that anger, that sadness, again, it's going to look different for you. And I'm not going to nag again. Well, yes, I am. Do what healing works for you. It might be that you have to be on medication for depression, anxiety. It might be that you want to try more holistic uh, CBD oil. You might want to try EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. You might want to try um, other techniques. There is, oh my gosh, there's so many other, there's CBT, uh, cognitive behavioral something. I don't remember what that is. But there are other healing modalities besides your traditional counselor, therapist. It could be that you just go and talk to a friend or tell a friend whatever that you are experiencing or experienced in the past. Maybe you just need to tell somebody. It can feel like a weight of bricks comes off your shoulder when you just tell somebody that you trust and share that. Of course, that's a very vulnerable spot that you do put yourself into. So make sure if you do it, it's with somebody that you trust and that you know is not going to be spreading it down the road and street and your town. But please, just start doing some sort of healing work. Whatever that looks like for you, again, it's going to look different than what it looked like for me. Uh, I use the essential oils. I did the holistic grounding outside. I did all that woo stuff. What I call woo is not traditional. It's more of a um not wit not a witchy thing not for me there are people that do go to that once they've been uh, maybe hurt by the church or religion that wasn't it for me i did want to find something that was a lot less traditional let's just say that and i call it woo um woo woo it's something that's a little more different than you're used to going and doing it could be using cbd oil it could look like doing um music, some kind of music therapy, taking up a new hobby. It's going to look different for everybody. So that's the whole point of this. And just digging into it, figuring out who you are. There are steps that you can take when you're leaving an abuser, but on the healing journey, and I just did a podcast with a great bunch of gals. And we talked about that, that there's really no healing for after. You know, there's no big guidebook that you can, because it's going to look different. It's going to look different. You know, you might decide in two weeks, well, maybe I want to go back to that toxic person. Maybe I need to go live with mom and dad because I don't have a job. Or, you know, I'm really struggling to make ends meet, so I have to go back to my ex. I want to encourage you not to and to try whatever resources that you can. No one is going to advocate for you more than you will. You are the person that is going to be your biggest cheerleader for yourself, for anybody with you on this journey, maybe it's your children, maybe it's your fur baby, you are your biggest cheerleader. And that goes to saying not only when you're in this toxic relationship, but that's with everyday life. It could be with your with a doctor. Maybe your doctor is not listening to you. And this is what I had to struggle with when I went through my Lyme journey, Lyme disease journey. My doctor wasn't listening to me. He was giving me, sending me to all these doctors. And then finally says, you know what, I'm going to have to take you to a, um, you know, send you to this last person. Last person suggested that I go see a psychiatrist because he's like, I, I'm sorry, there's, we're not finding anything. Well, eventually I did find out that I f had Lyme disease. Um, and you know what, I am so glad because I started to have to advocate for me, start to voicing my opinion. Like, 
I'm not taking this. And honestly, I did finally break down recently and I started taking high blood pressure medication because I'm eating and I've shared before my challenge with emotional eating. You know what? It's not even about emotional eating. I just like food. I be honest with you. I like carbs. I like sweets. And um, my body, of course, right now is rebelling. It's either the med high blood the high blood pressure meds or my body just uh, has because I have allergies. I've developed, I think, a food allergy because I've got these bumps and these dots and some of them are itchy. So the whole purpose of this, I'm going to end, is just to know that you're not alone. My phone number is 219-819-0608. That's my cell, 219-819-0608. If you need someone to talk to, if you have any comments about this, message me on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Melinda Kunst. K-U-N-S-T, Melinda, M-E-L-I-N-D-A. But I'm here to listen. If you want to meet for coffee, if you're in Northwest Indiana or maybe the Southwest Burbs of Illinois, let's do coffee. You don't have to drink coffee. You could do tea, you could do water, or we could just sit and talk. We can meet at a park, meet somewhere in public. And I do that not only for my safety, but for your safety as well. Sometimes Mr. Awesome comes with only because... Um, I, again, my line challenges, I might have vertigo, sometimes he has to drive, uh, sometimes I feel really too tired, it might be like a narcolepsy day for me, so we don't want me falling asleep at the wheel or, you know, injuring somebody else, so he is sometimes my driver, so he might come with, but he doesn't sit with us unless you feel comfortable. He has his Kindle and he will go sit somewhere else so we can chat. But I'm happy to do that. Um, but I want you just to know that you're not alone. And I know that the struggle is really hard and it can be very frustrating, whatever situation you might be going in, you know, because we all have them. We all have these struggles. I just want you to know that you're not alone. And I'm here to listen. I can hold space for you and I'm happy to do so. Again, I'm going to end. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in. If you found some value in this or any of the other podcasts that I've done, whether it's an interview or just me rambling on, please do me a favor and share it. Also, give me some likes and a review so this can actually be, the podcast can be seen by other people. The more reviews and so on that I get, the more shares, the more I can get out there to somebody else that needs it as well. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Mwah! Please stay safe and thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. I wanted to come back on and again, so when does the hurt go away? Um, I know I said goodbye. It's going to look different for everybody. It is. It's going to be, you're going to notice the hurt less and less. Every day, it's going to be different. Every week, every month, it's going to lessen a little bit more. Even the nightmares, they're going to eventually go away. It was, I think, four or five years before I noticed that I wasn't wetting the bed or having nightmares. So it took a while. Whatever time you are with that person, okay, so let's say you were with that person for 10 years and you finally left. It's, somebody told me this, they said that it's half of the time that you were with that person is about how long you'll start noticing those changes and really be a lot more further in your journey. So if you were there for 10 years, five years, you will definitely start noticing in five years. Will the scars, physical or emotional scars, mental scars go away? Honestly, I've been doing this now for 13 years. I've been free. 
I I still have these little bumps in the road that come out. I still have these little nightmares every once in a while. I can count on one hand how many bad dreams I've had about my ex. And if I do have my ex in there in my dream, I think I had one scary dream a few months back about him. Um, but I try not to give him any power. And a friend of mine taught me, and maybe this is a little witchy, take a picture of that person if you have it, or write that person's name on a piece of paper. Then take that picture or that piece of paper with their name on it, put it in a Ziploc bag, put it in a baggie, okay? Put it in that Ziploc, put it in a bowl of water and freeze it. And you can you can call me a witch, you can call me a heretic if you want to. You can also do, and that's supposed to help with the connection with that person. You can also do, which is my favorite, so of course just give it to God, give it to the Lord, and do a cord cutting, ask a, like a, a Michael, you see Michael, Archangel Michael, as in, you know, just coming down and severing those ties. There are, there are, excuse me, YouTube's Christy Robinette has a great, I think she has a couple, and that's with two T's, Robinette. But she has some great uh, videos on YouTube about cord cutting. Bill Schneblin, I know I've shared this before in the hope when there was none on Facebook page. I think I'll do that again. But just cutting, cord cutting, we all have this energy, which I've shared before, and it goes out to others. Even if we give a handshake or a hug, we're getting their energy. And it's like that old shampoo commercial. I think it was Prell. You know, well, I'm going to tell somebody, and they're going to tell somebody, and so on, and so on, and so on. You're getting that energy from somebody else. So you, I've done the energy before in video where you zip up your energy. Imagine yourself in a white bubble uh, for cleansing and um, for safety. Also, picture yourself in a pink bubble for loving, blue for calming. And you can even think about those bubbles on that person, that toxic person too. But the cord cutting helps, and it's literally you're imagining these these cords coming off of you from people that you come in contact with. Even if it's, like I said, a handshake at somebody, a hug, you were at church, um, you just were at business meeting and you gave a handshake to somebody or you gave a hug to somebody, you might be getting their residual energy. And I'm, I've done a podcast on this before. I might do that again, maybe in October. That's kind of kind of a fitting, right? Um, but when does a hurt go away? It's going to look different for everybody. It really is. And of course, the severity. What did you go through? What did you experience? It's going to look different. So don't... You can... Sometimes we can be our worst enemy. So don't beat yourself up. If you haven't healed, if it's been two, if it's been, let's say, a year or even six months and you're like, man, I should be over this by now, it's going to look different. It took you time to get to the point where you are, where maybe you were broken spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. It's going to take time to heal as well. So for real this time, I'm logging off again. Any comments or messages? Sorry, this was really long and I rambled on. I'm doing this off the cuff. I broke my computer, so I'm not using my computer uh, for notes or anything right now. Um, I'm just using my cell phone. <laughs> so thanks again for joining me on my journey. If you have any topics you'd like for me to talk about, by all means, let me know. Go ahead and reach out. I don't bite. Um, I'd love to chat with you. All right. I'm signing off for real this time. Bye-bye. Stay safe.